0: Welcome to the CeraVe Podcast. Take a minute right now, if this is your very first time, or maybe it's uh, your 40th time listening to the CeraVe Podcast. And whatever platform you're listening on, I want you to take a minute to subscribe and become a part of the uh, CeraVe Nation, huh? I'm just kidding. Um, but I want you to take a second to subscribe. That way um, you can get notified when these podcasts go up. And, I mean, come on. It's 2022. I don't need to tell you why uh, or explain why you need to subscribe. You just need to do it. Just do it real quick. Just do it. Uh, take it a step further and share this podcast with someone. Send it to someone who needs some encouragement today. Hmm? Okay. Um, today we're going to be talking about something that I don't know, uh, the exact title. Hang on one second. Let me get this. We're going to, this is what I'm going to title it. I'm going to title this how to get it all done, how to get it all done, how to get it all done. Okay. Uh, This episode, we're going to be talking about how to get it all done. I got a question uh, last week from someone, and it kind of just inspired me to talk about this. So um, she says, what do you do if you are gifted in multiple things? For example, how do you balance being called to preach, lead worship, start a blog, maybe, uh, we'll take it a step further. That's her question. Maybe we'll take it. Uh, I feel called to start a ministry. I feel called to start a, a business and, um, maybe you're a mom, maybe your, uh, wife, husband, preacher, teacher, all the things, and you wear all the hats. How do you, how do you, how do you balance that? How do you get it all done? How do you how do you survive that? And I answered talking about the anointing because it's the anointing of God that we get anything done. Uh, if whether you're in ministry, whether you are, um, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and maybe you're a, a business runner. You know, it's the anointing that gets it all done. But I wanted to get a step further into it and talk about. Uh, the grace and the tapping into that and how you wear many hats without losing your mind, without absolutely, (laughs) absolutely losing your mind, because you could be required of by 10 different things. And we're going to talk about how to, uh, how you balance all of that. What is a distraction my husband just preached a an amazing message. I mean, it blesses me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not just like the wife on the sidelines here that's like, oh, you're, you're the best preacher ever. No, it really was an amazing message on distractions and how the enemy uses and sends people and sends tasks and sends things uh, in your midst to distract you from what the main thing is. So um, if you want to listen to that, that's on the MJV Ministries podcast, so you can go check that out. But I want to talk about, uh, from my perspective here, because I'll use myself as an example. There are many things <laughs> that are required of me. Um, we run a ministry, and I, I am required of to run everything behind the scenes on the everything behind the scenes from media to administration to finance, um, all of those things, the Lord has graced me with the ability to run with that because if we want, you know, mail outs to happen or magazines to happen or books to happen, my husband has been gifted to preach (laughs) and he has been gifted, uh, with that heart to like minister to people and, and care for people. Not that I haven't because the Lord really has been putting that on me, but like my husband will just be like, you know what? I feel the call so-and-so and just lift them up. And he's gifted in that. He'll call, he'll make pe- calls with people in the hospital and just pray. And he's gifted in that. Um, But when it comes to like writing letters to partners and mailing them out, you know what? the Lord's gifted me in that. That's just like, you know, some backlogs. What else is required of me? I'm also uh, an associate pastor at a church and we run a food ministry every week and we minister to people every week. And I'm a dog mom. That's not, you know, that doesn't seem like a lot. I know that's like (laughs) very like small spec on the the spectrum here. But um, I'm a wife. I have a a home that needs to be cleaned daily. Very daily because now I'm a dog mom. So every day, every day I'm I'm cleaning something. Uh, But not only that, like there's all of these other things. Uh, Businesses on the side that really don't come to social media light. I really don't talk about uh, businesses in the past. Um, All of these other things like that, if I wanted to cop out when my husband says, hey, let's write a book, I could say, I could cop out. I could say, do you know how much <laughs> I am doing? Do you understand the amount of things I'm doing right now? Like you, do you, you know, that's, what? I could cop out. I'd be like, you know what? I, have, I can't do that. Can't do that. I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. I don't know what, I don't know what the first thing about doing that is. You know, when we first wrote a book or when we started podcasting or when we started, you know, all of these things, you have to understand, everybody starts from an even playing ground. It just, people start at different times. So everyone starts not know, having an idea. You're like, you're not born into this world knowing exactly how to file a 501c3 and how exactly to uh, start up a payroll and have employees for your small business. Like, everyone starts somewhere. Most people start on YouTube. You, find, you search that subject, and you find out, how do I do this on YouTube? That's how I uh, did a lot of stuff here. Okay. So I didn't go to school for any of this except for ministry. I did go to school for ministry, but anything else, YouTube. And I just wanted to to share because there's so many times when you could venture into something new that you have no idea, but you feel to do it by the Lord. You feel the Lord impress on you to do it and people cop out and say i don't know how to do it or people say i'm doing too much or people say i'm too busy i'm busy i'm busy i i can't i can't do that i'm busy you know what i mean or they'll start something and it doesn't launch the way they want it so they say you know what i shouldn't have done that i don't th- i don't think i was supposed to do that because uh, it didn't blow up i didn't become an overnight success and I want you to know i want if you're if if you're that person I want you to stop I want you to stop it <laughs> i have made i've made podcasts uh you can go back and listen to uh, i think it's called just start which is just start it, just do it if the Lord told you to do it, just do it don't wait don't put it off don't plan this like you know three year engagement with it like just do it you can go back and listen to that. But it's even more um, irritating to me as, as someone who helps uh, people for a living, actually, you know, as someone who was put here on this earth to help people, it's even more irritating to say, well, you know what? I don't know how to do it. So I'm just, I just didn't do it. You know, Lord told me to do that like years ago. I just never did it. Now, you don't have to be, listen, you don't have to be the one that does it all, I want to tell you this, this is going to set somebody free right now, you don't have to be the one that does it all, okay, you just need to be the one that sees to it that it gets done, okay, you just need to be the one that sees to it, because I'm not telling anybody, you know what, if you feel to write a book, but you don't know how to do it, and that's what's stopping you, hire somebody to do it for you, Hire somebody to edit it. Hire somebody to publish it. Get somebody to proofread it. Get somebody to design the cover. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying you need to become the graphic designer and you need to, uh, you know, become the editor and you need to become the publisher and and you need to figure out how to get it on Amazon yourself and you need to, like, you just need to oversee that it gets done. You know what I mean? The Proverbs 31 woman you know, she had she had help helpmates. She had mates and she she wrote out their tasks and and saw to it that it just got done. She didn't have to do everything herself. She had helpers. And that really will set someone free from feeling. You know what? You feel called to start a church? Get helpers, get volunteers. Ask people to get involved. Because you cannot be the, I mean, maybe, I mean, the, the grace could be there, but you, people get so overwhelmed with feeling like they have to be the maintenance, the greeter, the usher, the preacher, the worship leader, the sound guy, the cleaner, the, you know, all of those things. And they tap out real quick. You know what? I can't do that. I, uh, it's too overwhelming. And they get so overwhelmed before they even start something, they get (laughs) overwhelmed. Like, they get so overwhelmed before something even starts that they just don't do it. And they don't even like, they don't even give the grace of God a chance to come in or the anointing of the Lord to just come in and, and help them. People just get overwhelmed. I'm not going to start a business. You know, I have, I have three kids and a home and soccer practice and, uh, a, a church and volunteer and, Uh, parent-teacher conference. You know what I mean? Like people just get so overwhelmed that they're like, how could I write a book right now? Well, are you willing to stay up an extra hour every night after the kids go to bed? Are you willing to uh, work during nap time, get a cup of coffee instead of uh, going and taking a nap yourself, which just probably ends up you laying down, scrolling on your phone for an hour because you thought you heard little Johnny crying and you're waiting to see if he, if he's actually crying next thing you know, an hour later. You just, you just wasted an hour. You know what I mean? Are you willing to look into, look into what you can cut out? You know, we just got out of a 21-day fast, and when you cut out food, when you cut out a meal, that time adds up to spend time with the Lord, and pray and seek God, and that grace comes on you where, you, uh, you know, you're strengthened by the word that says, you know what, I actually don't need to eat today. Are you willing, are you willing to make the, the, the sacrifice? Has God given you something that you want to see happen so bad that you're willing to, to give up other things for it? Are you willing to learn how to do something are you willing to hire somebody to do something for you? See, all of these things, people, they, they just cop out. You know what? No, I can't do it. Busy. Can't do it. And I'm not talking about you. Maybe I am. I don't know who's listening. But if that is you, stop it. Stop it. There are so many things, even just this year, that the Lord has revealed to me of Become, becoming, um, stop saying, I can't do it. Stop saying, I don't know how to do it. Don't ever let those words come out of your mouth. Don't ever let, I can't do that, or I don't know how to do that, come out of your mouth. Because as soon as you do, you, you have, you've set the standard of how you're going to approach that situation again. Instead, say, I'm going to figure out how to do that or even when I, when I when i'm like in a, a autopilot zone and i say i don't know how to do that yet <laughs> like i'll catch myself i don't know how to do that yet <laughs> like <laughs> i will add that yet so quick like i don't know how to do that yet but i'm going to figure it out <laughs> like retrain yourself to become a solution minded to become a problem solver you understand what I'm saying? Become a problem solver. And, and it never started to like irritate me like in a, in a, in a holy way, I should say, where until like I, I go, um, for instance to a uh, Starbucks and I have a specific drink that I like from there. It's actually not coffee. It's a tea with steamed lemonade. And they add like, it's, it's just, it's great. It's great. Um, and I'll order that and even in the last because apparently Starbucks has a tea shortage. Whatever. Um, I won't get into that. I will order that drink and they'll say, Oh, we can't make that. Or or we're out of that. Or or we don't have that. And then I'll go down the line of all the ingredients. Well, do you have do you have the tea bags? Yeah, we have those. It's like mint and peach, tea, whatever. Okay, do you have lemonade? Yes, we have that. And they'll say, okay, do you have honey? And they say, uh, no. And then I'll, I'll say, well, could you swap it out for a different sweetener? And they say, oh yes, we could do that. I said, then you could make the drink. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you, how many, how many Starbucks I've been to where I've asked the employees if they've had all the ingredients and they said, um, yes, and then I said, then why can't you make that? And it, like, you know what I mean? Or they had to like substitute one, one item. And it was until the last trip we went on when we were at the airport and I ordered this and the, the em- Starbucks employee said, we have all of the ingredients except for the peach tea. And she said, but I could substitute that with a little bit of peach juice if you would like. And I said, yes, please. You are the first. <laughs> I have found the first person who has been solution minded that said, I could actually, we have everything but this. I can substitute it for this. And I can't tell you like how that has like revealed to me how many times like people just work Joe jobs and just don't want to problem solve or work amazing jobs and just don't want to problem solve. And you could be thinking like, "Wow, she's going on a real tangent about like her Starbucks order." I'm not. Get this. What separates you from the why do I remember that Starbucks employee and none of the other ones? What separates you from everyone else is being the solution-minded problem solver that God has called you to be. That's what separates you from the rest. Uh, There's all of these, like probably 10 Starbucks employees that I've encountered who said, we can't do that. I can't do that. We can't make that. We don't have this one ingredient. And then there's that one in all the land that I have found that said, hey, you know what? Would you like to substitute and make it like this? And that person still to this day, I still remember that person. Why? Because she's the first one that came up with a solution to the problem without me having to intervene. So before you let, I don't know, maybe you work for a ministry, maybe you work for your church or you're involved at your church, or maybe you want a promotion in your job. Before your leader has to or comes up to you and and presents the problem don't allow I don't know how to do that or or I can't do that like don't before you even let that come out of your mouth switch it around to say I'm going to figure out how to do that because that is what's going to separate you from the rest now I say all of that because uh, back to what I was saying before is so many times people get a word from the Lord to do something or to start something, maybe a brand, uh, maybe a podcast, maybe, um, to travel and, uh, missionary, I don't know whatever the Lord's told you to do. And because we don't know the first step or the, the steps to take to get, like we see the big picture, but we don't know how to get there. We just count it out say, okay, well, you know, what? I can't do that or you know what i'm i got so much going on i have no idea how i'll fit that in my schedule before before you know what before like the lord even like gave you the 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 download we've already cut off the access to to the plan because we said you know i i can't do that i don't know how to do that i didn't go to school i didn't graduate high school i didn't whatever you know what i mean and so switch it around to be solution minded okay you know what the Lord's told me to do this. I know this is from the Lord. I'm going to get help. I'm going to uh, ask around and see who, who's done this before that could help me do this. You want to start a clothing brand? You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to message so-and-so because I know that they, they've done something like this before. You want to start a, a business? You, you go look on YouTube. Okay, how do you do this? How do I start this? Because the Lord will tell you to do things and it's for your benefit. One, and two, it, it so many times it's it's an answer to what we are praying just not how we thought he was going to answer that prayer. So many people are praying for uh extra streams of income, extra uh I- ideas for business, ideas for for how to unlock favor and and ideas for how to move out of this city to this city and all of these things that the Lord has already actually answered through uh, these means, through these means of of business, through these means of ideas. Maybe you have an idea or maybe a a thought or prompting. Maybe the Lord's told you to to go minister to someone and you have no idea why. You don't know that person's phone number. You don't know where that person lives. You don't know how to get a hold of that person. So you just say, well, must not have been God. But meanwhile... The Lord's trying to set you up for favor with that person, or uh, that act of obedience brings favor with another person. Like, the, like you have to think big picture. Okay, what is the Lord trying to do? Because right now it just like you could feel the Lord could be telling you to go and visit uh, your your cousin or uh, an aunt or someone, and you just think like, oh, I'm just making a house visit <laughs> to minister to someone, and the Lord could be prompting you to do that because he's got something he wants to get to you but it takes that act of obedience so see the lord answers prayer in so many in so many ways that's like beyond like how we would think like we could ask like lord send the ravens uh bring me my money you know like we could pray all of these things but the lord's been prompting in your heart to write a book and you just like put that on the back burner because you're trying to find avenues of of increase and ways to make money. Meanwhile, it could be a, a, a top seller and fund your, your entire ministry, fund your entire business. But so many times people cut themselves short because they say, well, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. Or, or I'm, I'm just I, I have too much. And I want to encourage you, don't be that person. Don't don't be that person. In Luke 12, 48, it talks about um, whom much is given, much is required. Whom, uh, you can go read it, Luke 12, 48. He's talking about, uh, and when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. What has the Lord entrusted you with? Because the more he entrusts you with something, the more that's going to be required. So, so many times people are praying like, Lord, I want to get to the next level. Lord, I want to increase. Lord, the next level. Uh, 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 Lord, accelerate me. Accelerate me. But then they don't want the much that's required from being accelerated. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's more of you that's required the higher up you go. And, and it's no, lo- like you see like huge, like successful people, even in the world, they're not watching Netflix. <laughs> they, they truly don't, don't have time for that. They're running like multi-million dollar companies and businesses and meetings and, and they're, they're, not, they're not doing that. So you have to understand, time management is gonna come into a huge uh, play when much is given. So how 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 much are you desiring from God? How much more are you desiring to receive from God? Are you willing to have much more required of you? You start a ministry, much is required. That ministry accelerates, even more is required. You start uh, soul winning, that's going to be uh, more is going to be required uh, for discipleship. More is going to be required for reaching people. Now, don't be discouraged because some, some, some of you might be thinking, well, I'm pretty comfortable here. I kind of like my life. I just want to stay here. I don't want any more requirement of me. But where more is required, uh, more blessings also come from that. Greater blessings come from that. So don't think like I can just stay stuck here because I'm comfortable. No, you have to grow you have to be continually seeking after God, but understand that when he gives us more, more is required. When the Lord blesses you with an influx of finances, you have to understand that more stewardship is required. You have to understand that you are going to have uh, have a greater level of stewardship over that. When he gives you kids, you have to understand like more is required. More work is required. You have to raise them. <laughs> you have to lose some sleep. When he gives you a a business, you have to understand more is required. But don't don't get discouraged because I also want to encourage you here, Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship, his own master work, a work of art, the Amplified says, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us. Beforehand taking paths which he set, so we would walk in them living the good life he prearranged and made ready for us. And in second Corinthians twelve nine, it says, But he has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, my loving kindness, and my mercy are more than enough, always available, regardless of the situation. Let's stop right there. So before he's saying we're his workmanship, we're his work of art, he created us, and he's already uh, living the good life, which he prearranged, so he's already prearranged a great life for you. And then in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, talking about my grace is sufficient, regardless, always available, regardless of the situation, for my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness, therefore... I will always, oh, therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. Now, let's just take a second, digest that. I'm not saying, the Lord here, this scripture right here is saying that he's he's already destined you. You are his work of art. His grace is sufficient. His grace is enough. In any situation available at any time, his grace is there. And with his grace, it is a testament to God through our weakness. Now, I'm not saying you have to be weak. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like when you don't know how to do something in your own strength or when you can't do something in your own strength and you allow the grace of God to come in, that right there gives all glory to him because God isn't interested in and giving you something that you're going to uh, get all the glory for in your own strength, okay? Where you could say, uh, yes, I started this myself, and I knew everything, and I figured out how to do this, and and I just knew uh, plans, uh, step A through B, because I figured this, and I went to this school. Like, God's not interested in that, because he doesn't get any glory from that. God's interested, and I had no clue. I had no idea how to do this. I have no idea still how this got done, but God, okay? That's what God works in, but God. I had no idea how to be a good mom. (laughs) I had no idea how to raise kids. I had no idea how to be a good wife. I had no idea how to buy a house. I had no idea how to uh, acquire property. I had no idea how to start a business, but God. But God. So, so many times people count themselves out because I have no idea. But God. But God. He, he works in that. Why? Because he gets glory from that. He gets when uh, our weakness of, of knowledge or wisdom. I had no idea. But God. And the grace that he's talking about, it's God's favor, but it's also God's empowerment. That grace that I'm talking about tapping in, uh, the anointing. It can empower you not only to live a holy life, but it, it, it goes far, far beyond that. Empowers you to get the job done. It empowers you to acquire supernatural knowledge. It, it empowers you to uh, just start typing, start talking, start recording, start ministering. That's what that grace does because you have no idea in yourself, in the natural, how to do it. But you allowed that grace to come in, and then all glory goes to God because he helped you do it. And then Philippians 2.13, I'll end with this. For it is not your own strength, but it is God who effectively at work in you, both to will and to work. That is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to, to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. That's the amplified version. And I I pulled this because I like how it says, for it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you that is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose. So understand that. When you see people that you uh, look up to or that um, you are submitted under and they I mean I could name I could name plenty they just go 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 they're knocking things out they're writing 14 books while ministering in seven countries I mean they're just like going for it and you think wow I want that I want to be able to do that and they're raising like 17 kids or something you know like there's just those people that you see they have that have tapped into that grace to do it, and I want you to know that that right there is the supernatural strength because it strengthens and energizes. This is my first time seeing this today because I just looked it up in the Amplified, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose. Do you have that longing to fulfill the purpose? Because if you lost it, I want you to know that that comes from God. Okay, he creates that that drive. And not only does he create that drive in you to get something done or to want to see something happen, but he also strengthens. And then not only does he, does he strengthen you, but he energizes you. Okay. There's a supernatural, like when you see, uh, at the river Tampa Bay church and the great river university where my husband and I graduated, they will do weeks of meetings. I'm not even kidding. When I was there, we actually did four week I mean now they go every night, but when I was there we did a four week revival. And I want you to know the strength and the energy that God graced that man of God, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. And and not only that, but the that it poured out onto the students who were working to be in that revival. It was supernatural. Like you look at it now and it's like, if I miss, like, if I get two hours of sleep less than I normally do at night, I'm like groggy throughout the whole day. And we just want to give me a coffee. I need three coffee, you know, like, but why? Because you're not tapped into that grace. But when you're tapped into that grace, you don't care if you lose sleep. You don't care. Like when I, when I wrote my book, I was up, um, I would, I would go into work three hours early then I had to be there. And I decided to not waste the time and go back to sleep. And I decided to stay up and write a book. So I was waking up at like 4 or 5 a.m. every day for 21 days because we were also fasting. Mind you, That, that we were also in the midst of a fast. And we were doing services both noon and night. And I was up at 5. I wouldn't get home until probably like closer to 11. So, I mean, you know, you calculate that. Maybe five to six hours of sleep at night. Which is still great if, because, like, I don't have kids yet. So, you know, it's uncomparable to those who have kids. But still, what is that? Grace of God. That's the strength of God. That's the empowerment of God. That's the energy from God. So pe- people say, well, I'm tired. Well, I'm, t- I'm exhausted. Okay? I work too much. Well, grace of God. Tap into it. The empowerment and the energy to get things done. Well, I'm a mom and you just don't. No. Stop making excuses. Stop copping out. Stop copping out. Because that grace to get it done is there. And the access to it is there. You just got to tap into it. Get off of autopilot, of living the life of mundane, uh, nine to five. I go to bed at this time. I watch a movie every night and, you know, whatever. Get out of that and get into the grace. Get into the overflow of energy that the Lord has. The Lord has energy, and and pray for that. (laughs) Pray for that. Pray for that energy, Lord. Even yes, even even. I mean, you don't outgrow it because even yesterday, in the morning, when I had to get up and sit, I said, "Lord, thank you for the grace to get things done when I don't want to move." When I don't feel like getting out of bed, when I don't feel like getting dressed and going to work, when I don't feel like ministering, when I don't feel, whenever, you know, because we want to get into these feelings of I don't feel like it. I don't feel awake. I don't feel ready to minister. I don't feel like a good mom. I don't feel like a good wife. I don't feel like, you know, all of these things. I don't feel like cleaning my house. I don't feel like folding the 17 loads of laundry. I don't feel like whatever it is. Understand, Lord, thank you that today is the day you're going to grace me to deep clean this house, and I'm going to tap into that supernaturally. I'm going to throw on a podcast. I'm going to throw on a message, and I'm going to knock it out, and it's going to be done. And and as I, you know, even pray, Lord, as I'm cleaning the top floor, may the angels be cleaning the bottom floor. (laughs) Lord, let this get done quick. Let this get done fast. And you could pray like that and you can access that. Lord, thank you that little Johnny is going to sleep sound tonight and I'm going to be able to uh, write this devotional or I'm going to be able to create this printout and, and have this done. Lose some sleep if you have to. Lose some sleep. Lose, lose a little bit of lounge time. All right? Now, I'm not saying become a workaholic by any means. You should, you know, you still honor the Sabbath. And, and you know, my I we have a saying, you know, when we work, we work hard. But when we rest, we rest hard. Okay? There are days, rest days are some of my favorite because we'll do absolutely nothing for the whole day. The whole day, just a reset. We'll sleep. We won't even set alarms to wake up. We'll just sleep. We'll m- make breakfast, drink coffee. Lounge around, maybe, you know, do some laundry or something. But like those, now, I'm not saying you have to, you know, <laughs> become strung out on two hours of sleep every night. <laughs> but take time to rest. But, but when it's time to work, work. Work hard. Work efficient. May the, the prayer be, Lord, let me w- do the work of 10 people. Lord, may, me, may I do the work of 20 people. Lord, may I, may I do the work that people say, think, wow, you must have like 25 employees. Wow, you must have like 50 employees. Nope, it's, it's, it's the Lord. It's the grace of the Lord. So Father, I thank you for every listener right now. I thank you, Father, that you are revealing to them what it is you have for them, how it is you have it for them, and what they need to do to access it. Father, if we have uh, fallen short or made one too many excuses, God. We repent, we turn from that, we thank you that you uh, are the God of, of, of wisdom and all knowledge and all truth, and we thank you that you are revealing that to us even now. Wisdoms on how to get out of situations, wisdoms uh, for how to increase finances, wisdoms for how to steward our time and our finances effectively, wisdom for how to be... Uh, uh, a better image of you, God. Lord, that it's not about comparing ourselves to others, but just comparing ourselves to where we were before. And we thank you for that acceleration. We thank you for that energy, that supernatural strength to get the job done. We thank you that you are turning us into solution-minded people, problem solvers. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. And if you want a a side note, if you want a great, if you're a reader and you want a great book on how to, that, I mean, life-changing book, uh, The Law of Recognition by Dr. Mike Murdoch. That is the, the book. If I could, it, it just covers everything. It covers everything, how to conduct your whole entire life. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the greatest books um, my husband and I have read. Listen, we love you and we are praying for you. We are praying that this be the week. Okay. This be the week. Don't, don't wait till next week. Don't wait till Monday. Start it now. Start it today and get the job done. All right. So thanks for listening and we will see you on the next podcast. If you'd like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and go after souls, you can do so by going to mjvministries.com and clicking Give Now. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search MJV Ministries and subscribe. Thanks for listening.